Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Gunnerstown Pub. And as we invited you, Mike dropped out. Um, Mike was one of the guests. He doesn't seem to be anymore. Um, and we're also joined by Gav from She War. And, How are you um, doing? Mark. Hey, Gav. Hi, Mark. Paul. Hi, mate. Um, it's nice to have you guys. I'm sure you're um, thrilled to be here, Mike. Um, are you going to stick with us for longer than two seconds? Yeah, sorry, but what happened there? No worries. Um, no worries. Um, yeah, so that wasn't um, the most scintillating 99 minutes spent um, watching Arsenal. It was actually pretty shitty. But um, what I'd like to do is start with um, with a hot take. So I'm just going to go through all of you just to give me your general impression about the game and how you think it went. Um, Mark? Let's start with you. What did you, what did you think? What's your hot take? Uh, I'll tell you what my hot take is. My hot take is that unless we p- play basically the the top sort of 12, 13 players that we've got in the Europa League, every single Europa League game going forward now, we're not going to win this competition. Because if you, if you then have to try and rely on uh, some of the other players we've got, um, basically, it knocks us because one, they're just simply not up to it, and two, it just knocks the entire team's rhythm out of out of kilter, and it just causes us too too many issues. So you know, I I, I think he's got a, he's really got to think now. Sod sod trying to make too many changes uh, for a second leg, even though we were three one up and at home, you know, it's still it still turned out to be much harder than it should have been. So my hot take is he's going to need to just play, pick, pick his best team and stick with that team for every single Europa League game now and not mess about. Fair enough. Um, Gav? Uh, I guess I'm a, like, I mean, the first half was what it was. It was nil-nil. As long as it was nil-nil, I was quite quite happy, to be honest with you. It was, it was one of those... Almost, I wouldn't have cared if it had finished nil-nil when the second half would have, would have been as boring as the first half because we're through. Uh, but I guess I was very, very disappointed with the fact that we had at least six good chances, uh, clear-cut chances, and none were put away. So that's what I'm a, a little bit more annoyed about than, than anything else, if I'm being honest. Okay, fair enough. Um, Mike? Did you have anything yeah. to add to those? Yeah, yeah. I think Arsenal have got a, an issue with stress management, haven't they? And considering the crowd is not there, we, um, you know, we can play so calmly as we did probably in the first half. But when something looks like it's going wrong, and I don't know if it's because they can hear their coach and that's the voice that really matters to them rather than the sixty thousand people at the Emirates getting. But um, that's a pattern that I think Arsenal have got to somehow kill is the stress management and um, some of the, it's the senior players again, you know, it's the party when he came on, just making some really strange decisions and, um, you know, and defenders, David Louise um, and um, I think it's Hector Bellerin, you know, panicking where in the first half they could calmly just get the ball down and play it out of the back and just send necessary balls. And I think it's the body language. And so I think that the senior players have to really de-stress the atmosphere with their actions rather than just their words and telling everybody to calm down. I think that they need to to calm down themselves and play with a little more composure when the atmosphere gets stressful because I'm a little nervous what's going to happen 
when the crowd shows up. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Um, I think my hot take was, um, you know, I was I you know, I felt like we came there kind of expecting that we we'd done the job already and that we were going to cruise through. And um, thankfully for us, Olympiacos in the first half were, were were pretty shit, and so they didn't you know um, put us under much pressure. I think they had you know one opportunity, and Leno made a fairly decent save, but. Um, you know, yeah, so the first, first half was really boring and the second half came out and we were still shit, but they decided that they were going to give us a bit more of a, you know, a run around. And um, it's typical Arsenal, you know, we, we went one down and suddenly you think, oh, it's 3-2. And then the nerves started um, creeping in and I felt that that kind of clown car unraveling just randomly just starts to happen around 70 minutes and, and the players just cover themselves and... Um, just just making like mike said the worst decisions um and it just put us in you know in a situation that we we didn't have to be i think we could have easily have won that game two or three one um but we didn't and so we made it more difficult but we're through so hey um was there any highlight <laughs> that you want to point out mark was there anything in the game that you felt was um was worth um mentioning <laughs> It's a really, it's, it's it's not not the best of games to try and pick out highlights from, is it? To be fair, because there was very few to get excited about. Um, I mean, Leno. I thought Leno's save. I mean, I don't know, uh, you know, whether you want to talk about that chance we gave them in the first half, um, which was really quite bizarre. That when the keepers got the ball on the floor, um, you know, we've decided to uh, to defend from the halfway line, um, and um, and he, he's made he's made a he's made a pretty good save because I mean if we if if they'd gone one nil up with sort of an hour to go, you know you might we were nervous enough in the second half but if they'd one nil up with an hour to go we might have been even worse so uh, I think it was good that he made a save there it was a good save as well um, I don't know how that guy comes to haunt us the the one who scored like all these goals against us um, yeah I don't want to ever see that, him we're going that buying him aren't we. Oh dear God! <laughs> yeah, just to just to never have to play against him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. Other other than that, I thought um, I thought it was a really, really shocking performance uh, yeah, from yeah. more or less the entire team. Do you have any highlights that stuck out for you? I mean, um, if you had uh, to dig into that and, and and give an award for best anything, I don't know. Do you still do you still like the way Tierney tucks his shirt in? Is that? Um... <laughs> I actually got a bit of pleasure out of seeing that the fellow, their fellow that got sent off. Uh, the highlight for me tonight really was watching him standing in the sidelines crying. And <laughs> I thought that, I mean, like I say, I don't, you know, stupid things to get sent off for. But yeah, it, it put a smile on my face. Unfortunately or not, I, I like seeing stuff like that. <laughs> and And you, Mike? You meet Mr. Positive. Um, yeah. There must be something. Yeah, something there is. Gonna, of course, I've got my list because I'm going to be writing about it. So Okay, uh, okay, okay. This will be good. Well, I'm not going to give you the whole list. I'm not going to bore everybody, <laughs> but I will say the whole night might be in about half an hour when I'm getting knocked out um, here. So there is extra time. But uh, beyond that, I'll tell you what I did like. I like the way that the coach set us up in the first half. Um, the... Uh, the angles of approach that the, uh, the forwards and the midfielders took up to not let Ilan Piazza out. And for the first half an hour, they were really struggling to form any 
sort of attack because whenever we were uh, pressing high, there was the angles of approach that really uh, blocked their passing lanes. And I noticed that. And the other thing is, I don't know if you guys noticed in the first half, Pepe and Aubameyang were playing split strikers. Aubameyang was on the left, wasn't he? And Pepe was on the right. And Tobias was almost like a false nine. And I think that's because Olympiacos try to, their exit routes are normally down the wings. We block uh, it all it all up there. And so just kudos to Arteta in the midst of the um, the mayor and the disappointment of losing. Uh, I think that, you know, he did what he needed to do as far as coaching is concerned and made it uh, as difficult as possible. And yet again, the players make it um, more complicated for him and us, right? Yeah, definitely. That's a, that's a good point. Um, I'm just watching the comments come, come in. Everybody's pointing out that Martinelli was a highlight. And for me, just to see him come on, <clears throat> I thought was was kind of cool. And, you know, he had that energy again. Unfortunately, he joined in at a point when Aubameyang couldn't really be asked. But to be honest, most of the game, Aubameyang kind of looked like he couldn't really be asked. Um, so there were some moments shared between them that didn't seem too positive. But Martinelli is always always good to see. So I'm going to just steal what all the commenters are saying and make that my, my highlight. Um, Lowlights, <laughs> we've mentioned a couple of them. Is there anything in particular? Let's go in reverse order this time. Um, Mike, any yeah, lowlights, yeah. anything that you'd like not to see yeah. again? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think that uh, the big turn for me is Aubameyang moving forward because he's a good time player. And I know his finishing could have been a little better tonight, as could a few, but that's not so much my concern. It's just... You know, we needed him on so many occasions tonight to step up physically and hold the ball up. And when the ball was near, at least contest. But he was just, again, like a limp fish. And so, you know, you could say that he didn't show up tonight or he's in a bad mood. I don't really see it that way. That's just how he plays. And he may not be changed. And maybe the club aren't interested in that either because they want to keep him fit and don't want him to get involved in physical confrontation. But there were so many opportunities tonight where he had he could have done and he copped out and so it's more uh, not so much disappointment with him because that's just how he plays but I, the club have to fix that they have to find a way for us to be able to hold the ball up and and uh, uh, and, and have a centre forward that's got some form of physical um, desire yeah desire I mean you know you could stick a little five foot two guy out there and he would have more physical presence because he would care more you know and then there's the contrast the guys are talking about and they're dead right. So I think subconsciously, you know, he did about one or two things, which isn't much and nothing outstanding, to have so much faith in him because he gives absolutely everything that he has to give physically, emotionally, technically, tactically. And I think that we just see that in him. And then you look at the comparison to who gives half of what he's got to give, but he does that every single game and hides that often with goals. So that's my concern. Mm-hmm. Um, Gav, your low. I mean, I, yeah, it's a banging. I thought he was dreadful. At one point, like I say, in my, in my little group chat, someone said we should sub him onto the pitch now because there was like long spells of the game where he was just completely not there, just completely not in the game at all. And if you've, I don't mind that. If when he's getting the chance, I don't mind any centre forward who looks like he's not on the pitch and looks like he's not doing a job. As long as when they get the chances, they're putting him in the back of the net. And 
that's what that's that's why he's getting the big big money. He's getting the big money because he puts the ball in the net. And tonight was just a complete and utter failure from him to put the ball in the net. He had two or three good chances and spooned them all. Absolutely spooned them all. So I mean, you can have a bad day, you can have an off day, but yeah, no, I, I just thought his overall gameplay was terrible. The way he got involved in the game was non-existent, and he missed his chances. So, yeah, he's got to be very, very disappointed with himself. And, Can I yeah. add on to that as well? Can I add that the strangest thing he did tonight, because all that I said I didn't think was strange, it's just it happens all the time, and I agree with Gav, but the strangest thing he did is that one-on-one in the last five or ten minutes. He was um, ten yards clear of the defender, and he kept the ball on his left foot. That was lazy. He's he is uh, he's two footed to a certain extent, but he's far more right foot dominated. And he had so much time to shift the ball to his favourite foot. That was just a really lazy, odd decision. Well, um, that's that's just the the, the, base, the basic thing, mate. If you are in front and you're heading on goal, you get to the middle of the goal because you you it means the angles the keeper's got to cover is greater than if you're if you're to one side of the goal. So. And again, if, even if the defender's breathing down your neck, you cut across him into the middle because if he touches you, it's a red card and he's off. So it was just, I, I don't know what he was playing at. I honestly don't know what he was playing at now. He was, mm-hmm. it, it was just, it was just sloppy, lackadaisical. Uh, and it was almost like he didn't care, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. If he cared, he would have <clears> thought <throat> that. Right. Um, Mark, do you have anything different, or do you want to add up your pile on pile on to Aubameyang? Yeah, let's pile on to him now. I, I have got something different, but I think it does. You know, there was a conversation I was having on Twitter with someone in the middle of the game about whether or not Aubameyang is the centre forward that, to, to to take forward uh, in the way Arteta wants to play, and I think Mike talks about that a lot. And um, I think that's a big discussion, particularly with the fact that he's you know he's got the new big contract and that. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, because yeah, you, you, uh, particularly when he's captain as well, you're expecting you're expecting more from him. And uh, Mike's right, that last break he had for him not to be able to have got that ball onto his right foot sooner was just well, he didn't even bother doing it at all. Was 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 just uh, bizarre for a player of his talent. Um, my uh, my low light was um, coming coming out for the second half. You know, you come out and say you haven't played particularly well first half, uh, but it's nice and tight. You know, the game's going nowhere. They've showed no real desire. But then, you know, maybe that was their idea. Maybe they did a George Graham and they said, you know, all right, look, keep it tight till um, till half time. Let's not concede. And then we'll come out and we'll have a real go second half. So you're kind of expecting that they're going to do that. Yeah. Uh, and we, we we come out and um, we come out and um, who's Zagreb? Yeah. Get in. So, you know, but we come out for the second half and we were we were really, really poor. Our attitude was poor. We gave them <laughs> three chances in the first four minutes, you know, and then the goal, they ended up with a... We lost the ball 70 yards up the pitch. Sabeos lost that, that ball. And, yeah, he shouldn't be fanning around trying the trick. But if he can't try it 70 yards away, I don't know where he can. But they break and they're four on four. They're four on four breaking. And uh, I just I, I just don't understand how you come out from half time with the, your manager having fifteen minutes to to get you in the right frame of mind that you um you come out and you play that poorly uh, for the first sort of ten fifteen minutes of the second half so that 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 pissed me off. <laughs> I can understand understandably. In fact, there were quite a few times when um 
when you know they just seemed much much more up for it. You know, they'd had five on three. At four on three, like that four on four in that position, there were lots of times that they turned it around, and and we, I don't know, we had that situation where our centre backs, both Louise and Gabriel, were guilty of diving in quite high up up the pitch and then exposing you know the other person behind. Um, the keeper put a couple of good balls over the top, and we just looked fragile. I think part of it is that I've, I've noticed, as we all have, is that there's a like a tendency among, especially our midfield and our forwards, to to let the ball bounce because they're just terrified of heading it. But um, even in defence today, it seemed like there were quite a few times that, you know, just <laughs> that you've got a long time to get to the, underneath the ball and head it out. And, you know, there was just this kind of faffing around. It just seemed everyone was on Valium or something. It was um, it was was not uh, convincing. Yeah, my low light, I think, um, had to be that, that, that um, somehow this team just didn't seem seem up for it and uh, it's been a long time it's been a, well it has it's been quite a long time since we saw that kind of um not arriving um arsenal that, that used to be a thing of the past but because haven't seen that for for a while um so yeah we, the, the next um thing that i had to talk about uh, i don't think we're ready for man of the match but um uh, let me go through some of the comments because there have been a few um, and um, a lot of them have agreed with what we're saying. Um, mostly the feeling is that, um, you know, Aubameyang was shit. Um, he's saying that um, he should be stripped of, as captain and the captaincy should be given to Tierney. I'm, I'm up for that. I think Tierney always puts in a shift and he seems to be one of the consistent guys who's, who's up for it. Um, Oba's work rate and ability in front of goal was shocking. £350,000 a week. What a joke. Still, we're through and on a funnier note. Zagreb have taken the spuds into extra time. <laughs> Gav, you're going to have to update <laughs> us on that. Um, yeah, for uh, free, free at the moment. I'm on one minute. Uh, it's one, 109 minutes. So it's four minutes so in the second half of extra time. 11 minutes to go. I think. Um, yeah. And here's a good here's a good question. I think worth discussing is a fit Martinelli not the perfect runner to complement Smith Rowe, Saka, and Odegaard? Um, Mike, what do you think? What do you think about that? Well, um, the sample size this season is minute, isn't it? But um, <laughs> honestly, um, he's got to be part of the mix. He offers um, almost everything you want, and it's just this big ball of potential, isn't it? Of course. Security comes when you drop your top two scorers in the team, which I'm assuming are Bamiang and Lacazette, and um, you put a guy in who's got everything you want and need, but hasn't got that um, uh, stability of, of goals that um, that you need. So it's a huge call. Uh, I would love to see it. And the other thing is, let's be honest about the transfer window. If, if we're going to look to sign a centre forward in the summer. I think we need to take a look at him and maybe even Balogun as well, because there's a chance that one of those two guys could be the future for Arsenal. Just like Erling Haaland is um, is rocking it at a similar age, there's every chance that Martinelli is, is the man, and we could save ourselves maybe the 50. So we need to have a look. We need to have a look at him. Uh, to me, at centre forward. Do you think? Um, do you think maybe it's not the right time in the season with so much relying on us? Getting through, um, you think it's a too too big a chance to take? Obviously, with with the seven or seventeen possible games you've got left, ten in the Premier League, six or seven if we get to the final. You know, can Arteta afford to make those kind of? Um, 
Well, yeah, he can. He can, but you just do it subtly, don't you? And you let the player prove to um, the other uh, squad members that he's worthy. So rather than just you know drop a Bamiang per se, you put Martinelli in for maybe half an hour the next game, and then maybe you play him. You start him in one of these games as a rotational player. And you use rotation as an excuse because that's a, a modern thing that you can comfortably use. And then all of a sudden, he scored a couple of goals. And then the fact that you start him in the next game is based on this form and the lack of form of the others rather than putting uh, the heavy foot down on the Bamiang and Lacazette. So there's that way of doing it. Right. Um, Mark, uh, before um, uh, he was substituted, Ceballos was pretty average. Um, I felt that we missed... This, uh, Saka's energy, I, f I feel like Pepe on the right is just is a dead end. Um, the, you know, those are the couple of other people mentioned in that comment. Um, how did you feel about that, you know, those those two in particular, Pepe and, and Ceballos? And... Well, I think, you know, Pe you, you look at Pepe tonight and he's he's got he's been given a chance and um, he's, he's not really taken it. You know, I mean, there was the opportunity, which he did well, a bit lucky, get the re rebound off the keeper. And I don't understand how he can't see Aubameyang and just lay the ball across to him rather than him trying to go through the uh, the defender for a shot on goal. And then there was another chance that he had um, where he took a really poor touch. I just thought tonight, you know, it didn't work for him. It doesn't always, you know, he doesn't play very well when he's playing with Bellerin behind him. He plays better when he's got Cedric behind him um, because, you know, Bellerin wants to, wants to come inside and get in his space all the time. So, you know, I mean, that, that probably doesn't help him. But um, no, I mean, Pepe had, had a chance and, and he's, you know, he hasn't really taken it. So people will be um, berating him again. Ceballos, I mean, Ceballos, like, he, he, he played some, some really nice balls in the first half. Felt sorry for him because, you know, he, he was one of the ones who was playing some decent balls. He set up Aubameyang for the, the best, you know, well, the second best chance of the game, as it turned out which he inexplicably blazed over. I really can't understand how he's missed that one. He rushed even it, more yeah. so. Yeah, even more so than the, the one late in the game. I just don't get how he hasn't had more calm and chill and, you know, slighted that one. But, you know, that was down to Ceballos. Ceballos' ball through to, to Pepe for the one I just mentioned. Um, but again, he's not... I just think he's not going to be the answer. And I think, you know... The, him going back to Real Madrid is uh, is odds on. I do not think that we will be looking to um, to take him uh, permanently or on a sec a third loan, particularly with the fact that Erdegaard's come in and has, has, has shown what we really need from somebody in that position. Um, you know, Erdegaard is head and shoulders above Sabaos in in just even a short time that he's been here. So, yeah, I think they both um, had a chance tonight, and uh, neither of them have really done much to advance their cause. Right. Can I ask a um, question, Paul, about, uh, about Odegaard? Sorry, what? Yeah, I've got a quick question about Odegaard. See yeah, what yeah, go for it. yeah. The more I watch Odegaard, I love him as the attacking midfielder. He's doing great. But he's so technically secure. I wonder if you could move him back into central midfield, move Smith Rowe back into attacking midfield, and then you've got Martinelli on the left with the Bamiang at centre-forward. Dev, what well, do you we... think of that? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, 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 it's fine, it's fine. Go on, Gav. Yeah, if, you no, finish, uh... drink, if you finish slurping your drink, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I got caught there, yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I I think that might be an option for him in maybe three, four, five years' time. But he's one of, I don't really want him to be... In, I don't want him to be in that position, if I'm being honest. 
Uh, I want Erdegaard to be as high up top as possible. I want him to be getting more ball earlier possible, and I want him to have the ball around the edge of the, the opposition's uh, penalty area. I don't want, really want to see him doing the hard graft, if I if I'm being honest. Uh, yeah. But yeah, they, I mean, you are right though, Mike. That there has Arteta has got to find a way really of fitting in Smith Rowe, Erdegaard, and Saka. All in the starting lineup, and the missing ingredient, unfortunately, is a is a combative goal scoring striker. That's the mission agree. That's the mission agreement so, to fit so in. So you're talking them about this, basically the North London derby, but with somebody better than Lacazette, because that's basically what we had, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which yeah, which, which works. And like I say, I mean, it would. I mean, it would not bother me in the slightest to see Lacazette starting the rest of the season. In the in the number nine sort of role, it would not bother me thing, in the slightest. I, I think he I think he offers more as a for the, throughout the team. Is he as clinic? Is he as a clinical goal scorer as a Bang Yang? Probably not. But then I think my grandma would have scored a couple tonight. If I'm being honest, do you yeah, know what I mean? I, so yeah, I made a few oh, notes you know, like, during the game, and there was quite a few comments about Bang <laughs> Put through, but he blasts it over. Aubameyang finds Pepe on the break, but his touch is lousy. Aubameyang, um, <coughs> yeah, shit chip. Aubameyang, oh, it's just like it keeps going. In fact, everybody tonight just um, um, didn't seem to just... I, I guess the people that, for me, that were kind of half decent was Shaka. Um, Louise was, was fairly decent. I thought Tierney was okay. Um, but even Smith-Rowe, Elneny just... I think it was Yankee Gunner that um, said that <laughs> there's nothing like giving El Nenny the ball and asking him to advance it to see the weakness in his game, um, <laughs> you know, which I think is quite a, a fair comment. I was glad to see him come off. And I thought that when Arteta made those subs, I thought that we looked a little bit more up for it, particularly with those two. I think um, that, they, you know, that was a, a decent, they were decent substitutions. Um, yeah, I don't know, I'll not, say that. There's not a lot. It's, not a lot it's one of those. I think we I think we spoke about it before. The the players know who they want, who who the best players are on the pitch, and they know who they want on the pitch. So when I did do the double substitution, it it gave everybody a lift. It was almost like yeah, yeah the cavalry are coming. Do you know what I mean? It, it was almost like like to that. It was, but it was what it was. I mean, he's Arteta saved a few legs for the weekend. He saved Saka for the weekend. Yeah. If Saka's got any legs left, because they're they're trying to run them off him. <laughs> and yeah. like I say, you know, it was a little bit shaky for a bit in the second half, but we got through because we done well at the UA League. So we're, we're through. We beaten Tottenham recently. Everything's a smile about, really. That's true. We we can look on the bright side of things. Um, okay, so um, we're going to accelerate through this and. And if you had a man of the match, Mark, um, who would that be? <laughs> it's a tough question. Well, um, yeah, well, I mean, it's a tough question, Not you know, which is um, uh, Annie says oh. everything about a performance. Um, I think it would be Erdegaard, to be fair. Cause I think when, uh, when of, of the subs that were made, Erdegaard coming on made a big difference. You know, I think I'm not sure that party contributed much more than any had, to be perfectly honest. Um, certainly gave away more free kicks than we needed him to give away, much as he did on uh, Sunday as well. So I think that's something he's going to have to learn about 
playing in the Premier League uh, and in Europe that, that you know stop giving away free kicks. Um, but I thought Odegaard did well when he came on. He uh, he, he pulled us up uh, upfield about another fifteen twenty yards, and he's always got um, he's always got some some skill in him. Technically, he's a fantastic player. So disappointed that when he had that chance, you know, he did a great feint to come inside on his left and then snatched it and, and, and knocked it over. You know, if he'd have got that, it would have been a great, uh, you know, a great goal to um, to cap him coming on and uh, with a, a man of the match cameo performance, I thought. Mm-hmm. Did you see the press um, that came out this week from the Norwegian press that um, that basically he's requested to stay, that he wants to stay, um, he feels wanted and they've offered him 100 grand a week or something. Did you see any of that? I've said it, but I, 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 don't know, I don't know how much attention you can pay to any reports in any media or in, in any country. But, but uh, yeah, I mean, like, I'd, I'd love him. I'd love it if we could keep him. You know, um, certainly for another season on loan. So I think he's a, he's a superb player, and and I like. I really do. I think when he was coming, the the idea of him and Party with ESR in the hole in front of them was was muted. Uh, and and I think Mike's right. I think it's something that you could look at. Um, certainly as we move through the season, if we get a bit nearer the end of the league games and, you know, it's quite obvious that we're not going to get, get, in, get into Europe in the, through the league by that point, then why not, you know, why not have a bit of an experiment? But I certainly think in, in the Europa League, he's got to stick to one thing and, and uh, try and get us into the final and let's, 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 let's win it. Yeah. Well, if we can get a run going um, like we have in the Premier League and if other teams can implode a little bit like we have and other teams have, then like Arteta says, you know, you never know. It just takes three or four bad games. Go on, go on, go on. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that was watching the other game. Sorry. Dave, who's your man? Of, who's your man of the match? Um, yeah, it's the fellow that scored the winner for, well, hopefully the winner for Zagreb, to be honest with you. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, that's probably... Well, it's, not, it's not over yet. Good. We got. I think uh, there's a, a minute and fifth, minute and fifteen seconds left. Oh no, they're on the attack. I think. Um, no, no, in... no. Oh, get it out. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna mute myself, boys. I mean, okay, I'll be back. I'll be back it. once it's all over. Like, this is, this is like listening to Karen Carney. <laughs> okay. Mike, um, um, do you have a man of the match? Yeah, yeah. Well, Gav does have a point. I think the, the same dude at uh, for Zagreb scored a hat trick here. Um, but on, on the Arsenal note, there were three players. Xhaka had a good game, um, better than most. The other two, Leno and Erdegaard. Leno, that big save early, changed the game. Um, I think it would have been a lot more nervy, so you've got to give him credit. Again, that's his speciality, isn't it? Saving saving shots that other goalkeepers wouldn't save. He's um, outstanding, isn't he? Um, with, uh, with his reflexes, I think that's his best quality. And Erdegaard... I think it was Mark was saying, just calmed everything down and gave us that technical security and got us back in possession, making smart choices, never loses the ball. So uh, pick one of those, huh? Right, okay. Um, I'd probably go with, um, personally, Xhaka. I think he was um, I think he was really <laughs> stable. Um, and <laughs> Mark's yeah. having a bit of a chuckle. <laughs> no, I think it's, I think uh, the Zagreb game's over, mate, and I think I think it's finished. Sweet Caroline. Bye bye, Yids. That's um. Oh bloody! Um, 
But oh, Mark, you brought up something interesting about party, you know, um, giving away those free, t- free kicks, you know, in dangerous areas <laughs> right at the end. Um, he yeah. also has this weird tendency, like in the last few games, where he just seems to want to hang on to the ball for too long and turns into trouble and, and thinks he can kind of get his way out of that. I hope that's not something permanent because he wasn't like that in the beginning. He seemed to be um, the opposite, got us out of trouble rather than getting us into trouble. So that was, that was a little bit weird. Um, all right, moving on from man of the match, let's go to weakest link. But I think we probably all will go with the with, with the guy up front. Um, I reckon that's my. I think we might as well not even discuss that. <laughs> yeah, we move on. Yeah, yeah, we move on. Okay, so um, sorry, oh, this, this, this game is turned. Scenes in Zagreb. It looks lovely. <laughs> That Zagreb team have the identical uniform to my team. So I'm, I'm somehow going to take some credit for what's happened over there. It looks like my school team has just beaten Tottenham. Well, that's amazing, right? <laughs> oh, that's lovely. Absolutely <laughs> um, lovely. Lovely, lovely, lovely. <laughs> okay, so, so that brings us to the headlight, which is basically um, if, if it seems like Tottenham are out, um, who else has gone mm. out? Um, does that make it easier for us? Do you think um, we might, you know, it's it definitely it think? definitely makes it easier for us because you know now we've we, you know other than playing maybe United, you haven't got the kind of the mental pressure of playing a North London derby European tie. That would be horrendous. Yeah, mm. uh, quarter final, semi final, or playing them in the final, it would be absolutely horrendous. Yeah, but they, the amount like, of tonight, psychological... they, they would they would bottle it though. They always bottle it. They That's they, they might do yeah they might do Gavin then again they might not you know it might be us that bowls it is and if they, you know, if, they if if they didn't then we'd have that hanging over our head forever yeah we, exactly yeah. so I think I think yeah. them being out from for just just is is good I mean it's great because we can have a laugh at them and Jenis but um, yeah I don't think you'd want to be playing them to be fair so what what oh. teams are, what teams are left um, in the competition? Uh, right, Glasgow Rangers and Man United I think they're playing. Glenn Hoddle's Rangers in the United, studio. Zagreb. Yeah, Glenn Hoddle's in the studio, and he looks so miserable. Oh, I do cool. hate him. He probably does something well, bad in his former life. At the, at the moment, uh, you're looking at I, <laughs> Ajax. You're looking at Ajax and Villarreal are going through. Rangers are losing, um, oh. so that that's uh, that's not great. And of the games earlier on, I can't. I think we was it Mulder or Granada, one of them. I mean, ideally, you want Mulder, Granada, whichever one of them went through. Uh, I think it was Granada. You want Granada or you want um, <laughs> Dinamo Zagreb? Dare I say? But um, <laughs> you know, let's 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 not let's not be um, disrespectful to those teams. They're in the quarterfinals, so uh, you know they're no, they're no mugs. But it would be nice to play them rather than say Milan or United or uh, Villarreal. Definitely. Yeah, I think I. Well, one, 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 one of, well, I mean, Milan or Man United are going out, so it's whoever wins that game are the ones to avoid. Really, I think. Mm-hmm. Has, does anyone know um, this has always bugged me um, the reasoning why why would the teams that have fucked up the Champions League but got a chance to play in that competition why did they drop into the Europa I've never really understood ridiculous money 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 yeah, money, money. money. It's only it's trying to get it's trying to get the better teams on TV Paul. That's, that's it isn't it yeah yeah it's yeah. just it just seems so stupid to me just you know, and then the, and I'm sick of the teams dropping in and winning it, you know, because it's yeah. like, you know, you made it into the Champions League and you got twatted by 
Bayern Munich 10-2. So, fuck off now. <laughs> you know, don't, don't come and win the shortest the tallest dwarf competition because that's the Europa it's like the tallest yeah. world's tallest dwarf it's not exactly like something to be and you got you of. got a third a third competition next year with even lower sort of teams so yeah. so the, the teams that get into that like if we got seventh in the Premier League is that the co- the, the, the competition yeah I think so Shit, I think so it like could that. be yeah it's like snakes and ladders where you got that, that big snake at like number 99 and it drops yeah. all the way you down pro- to you, the bottom. You, prob- you probably have to play your first qualifier in like the first week of July. Now, or yeah, <laughs> now, like yeah. probably April the yeah. 15th. <laughs> yeah, seven, seven knockout rounds to get through. Um, so headlights. Um, yeah, we talked a little bit about the Europa League and who we'd like to face. Um, but first up, we've got um, West Ham uh, coming up this weekend. Um, Mike, any thoughts about that game? Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, well, training field, you know, I think perfect time. Players are going to be tired. And so maybe there should be more focus on uh, finishing than there should be on organisation. I think the players know what they're do, doing um, organisationally. And um, that's what I would look to do because that's been a recurring theme. You know, about a month ago, we, um, or before that, a couple of months ago, we had no creativity and we were struggling to, to create anything. Now we're creating a solid, you know, three to five really good chances a game, but not finishing the majority of them. And so I feel like that is the uh, improvement, not just Aubameyang, it's squad-wide, isn't it? Even the technical players like Erdegaard and, and Party are, are putting too much power behind them and, uh, and lacking accuracy, which is my observation there. So that's what I'm looking for first. And I think if you heal that, then with our better defensive structure and and uh, we're looking a lot better going forward creative, creatively, I think that you start to look to win these games and go on a, quite a, a decent-sized run and maybe you win the Europa League, but you're not going to be able to do that if you can't put the ball in there. Right. Um, you know, just, just by mentioning the fact that our finishing has been so shit, um, it does point uh, out something that I think is a positive to take from the last you know, from the last three or four months is that our defence has generally seemed pretty... <laughs> it sounds like Gavin's being flushed down the toilet or something. Um, is that our, our, our defence seems to be pretty solid, you know. Um, we're not conceding a lot <coughs> from set pieces. Although, I mean, okay, sorry. I did mean, mean to bring this up. We have a set piece coach, right? Apparently. <laughs> Gav, what did you think of the set pieces tonight? Uh... Well, there was the first one where we swung, we swung a short corner around to Bellerin because obviously he's our, our mystery player. At, attacking force. Oh. Oh, no, no, that was the next corner where we took a corner and Bellerin's the only guy in the, in the six-yard box um, trying to hit That was strange, wasn't it? We've, what was he doing I, yeah, I mean, let, let's be honest. We don't... You know, we scored the other week from a corner uh, in the world well, against Olympiacos, wasn't it? So mm-hmm. they're not... They're not that. But our, our major problem the whole season with our set pieces, especially the taking of corners, is the fact the ball doesn't go over the first man. But then you speak to anybody who follows any other club, and they say exactly the same thing. The problem we'd be good at corners if the ball went over the first man. So that's almost like a universal problem. The messing about we do with short corners and all that, and often sometimes going back to the halfway line I don't get that it's 
I don't think there's ever going to be, you know, the complete set. I mean, the, the best we ever was at set pieces and actually taking the, the, the corners was when we done the Steve Bold near post flick. And we had probably a season or two of doing that where we scored decent goals. We scored decent numbers doing that. But since then, our corners have been crap. And most clubs' corners are crap. It's just how it is. Kind of is how it is. Um, while we've got you on the line, um, uh, what do you think about West Ham? What are your predictions for the for the game, Kev? Come on. <laughs> I, oh, see, after after the vermin, this is the one I, I don't look forward to because, unfortunately, I've got a few mates who support West Ham. So there's always a lot of ribbon and piss-taking on this one, which the majority of the time I come out on top. But you still don't. But you know, there's always going to be the time when you don't, and you think and get it. Uh, I think West Ham have been pretty organised the last couple of months. To yeah. be fair, they're not where mm-hmm. they are in the league at a fluke. Uh, they could probably do with like us being a bit more clinical up front sometimes. But they're well organised. They're a tough team. Do you say Moyes has got them playing a, a little bit of football here and there as well? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think we, we honestly go into the game as slight underdogs. Because, I mean, the league table don't lie. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's one of those. Hopefully, we've rested or rested the legs of enough players today and tonight. Uh, look, we can come out and be a bit fresh and you know what's going to happen. We've all, everybody and their dog has slagged off a bangyang. And they'll go forwards against West Ham and score a brace. We, we, we know we, we know what's going to happen. Do you know what I mean? I they play so. these... Well, exactly. So, so do what you yeah, we'll do. Do you know what I mean? But, yeah. So, that's my thoughts. Is I'd almost so take a draw. Grab... You'd take a draw, but you'd hope... I'd, almo- I'd almost... I, can't, I don't like... I wouldn't like to say that because it's, it's blinking West Ham, but I'm almost at the point at the moment where I'd probably take a draw if it was offered. Okay, um, Mark. I think it's going to be a tough game. I mean, they've had a week off. Uh, you know, we've put a lot of effort in tonight. Um, Saka it depends really. Was Saka rested or is Saka, you know, feeling those knocks? Um, hated seeing him get called up for England. I don't give a shit about any of our players playing internet internationals. I only want him to play for the Arsenal. Um, so uh, I think it's. I think it could be could be quite tough. Um, so I. Probably, I'd say it's going to be a draw. Um, but, you know, let's hope we can actually you know, do what we've been doing and catching teams uh, by surprise and, and actually, you know, getting ahead and, and sticking with it. So, uh, yeah, on to, on, to the, uh, on to the Hammers on Sunday lunchtime, yeah. OK. Um, Mike, you didn't really get to do a prediction. Sorry, you just gave me your thoughts. Um, sure. I think we're going to draw. Sure. Um, no, I think that it won't be a comfortable win. Um, it'll be one of those close games. I think we're going to go ahead 1-0 early and then I think we're actually going to run run away with it late. I don't know why I'm being so specific, but I've got <laughs> feeling it's going to be one of those 3-0 games that doesn't feel like a 3-0. feels like, oh man, we could have lost that one. Could have been a draw, but, um, but they're going to push late and we're going to uh, catch them on the counter-attack. So... I'm going to say three nil Arsenal, and off the back of saying that we're not very good at finishing, so that makes no sense whatsoever, right? <laughs> so, okay, who do you think's going to score? I think Willie Young will might might get may get uh, one. Yeah. Post. He's um, starting right. Yeah, Willie Young. 
Um, I think he's going to solve all of our problems. But no, I think what I think we're going to have. Um, let me say, um, I think Thomas Partey is going to score his first goal. I think that David Luiz will score and Gabriel. And in a half-time, Aliens will land in the centre circle. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, oh, Jesus. Anyway. Mike, 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 I know you don't normally drink, mate, but, so I've got to ask, have you been drinking? No. No, I've just had my spring water, Gav. And, um, honestly, though, David Luiz and Gabriel are probably more likely than uh, the current crop we've got up front anyway, aren't they? So. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree with you there, mate. <laughs> I, I, think, I think we're going to go one down because that's kind of what we do and then we're going to um, squeeze back a couple at, at the end. I think this is our chance to just start notching up some points and, and let everyone else around us crumble as we make it into Champions League via the league. <laughs> oh, God, and you've, and you've been drinking be. gin, haven't you? No, no, not tonight, Gav. I'm... Actually drinking uh, monkey shoulder. It's a whiskey. <laughs> oh, okay. Mon- monkey juice. <laughs> oh. Is that what it's made of? <laughs> I don't know. Mate. It's <laughs> just sounds, you know, horse placenta for you. Uh, no one, no one is smiling. No, it's, it's, <laughs> thanks, Kev. Nice. I don't know what you've been slurping all night. But um, anyway, uh, so folks, I think that's about... We've milked, we've milked this one dry. Um, <laughs> it's, it's been uh, speaking of monkey cheese. <laughs> um, it's it's been great having oh, you in the Jesus. pub. Um, this is becoming more and more pubbish every week. Um, so yeah, so thanks for joining us, Mike. Yeah, thanks, guys. Gav. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate Tottenham. Fuck, I hate Tottenham. <laughs> And I think on that on that beautiful singing voice we're gonna we're gonna stick to some of my music. Thanks guys, up the gunners. <laughs> Thank you.